You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. I want to talk about this Jimmy Butler situation that you have going on in Minnesota. It's pretty interesting, right? Jimmy Butler getting frustrated, reportedly, with how things are going with the Timberwolves. Shams, Sharania, which, by the way, I've never had it just said to me before I've just always read it on Twitter as one of the most trusted one of the most trusted um, guys out there for any kind of news in the NBA of course along with Woj and I've just kind of ignored his last name and I just realized how do you pronounce his last name so you're welcome thank you Nada yes Nada telling me Sham Sharania but Sham Sharania tweeting this out quote Minnesota all-star Jimmy Butler has begun to seriously contemplate his future with the franchise our John Krajinski, I'm going to say, reports Butler and Thibodeau will meet on Monday. So interesting that Jimmy Butler now is having a feud with Thibodeau, coach Tom Thibodeau, who has notoriously run his guys into the ground all the way from his Chicago Bulls days. But he has now built the Timber Bulls. And it is amazing how many Bulls, the former Bulls, he has on that team. And he keeps going after. Exactly. He's trying to collect the set of old Timber Bulls at this point because he's what? Joachim Noah away from basically filling out his punch card? You know he's going to get bought. You know he's going to get a contract from Minnesota as soon as he's gone from the Knicks because he's he's the last guy from that collection that he just needs to get back. Also renewing the the Derek the Derek Rose contract. So he's got him. He's got Taj Gibson on the team. It's yeah. amazing how many bulls that he has on that. And I remember Zach Lowe talking about this on his podcast once. Like anytime former guys go after a lot of the players from another team, it's always a scary situation because you don't want to replicate stuff that was then. You need to move on from that. And you knew T- Tom Thibodeau was going to do it. And sure enough, he did it to the highest level. Like literally, I just don't understand it, but at the same time, it's genius because if I had that kind of power, I'm not sure I wouldn't be doing the same exact thing. If I eat, my entire team eats, and that means the people that came up with me and made me look good, like, okay, Luol, you made me look good on the defensive end, and you made me look like a genius, and I got you paid. I got you now. We'll take, again, come on over. One-year deal, no big deal. The Lakers are paying you anyway, so just come over here and play. Who else, who would complete the collection? Who are the Bulls that would complete the collection for Tom Thibodeau to get all of his Bulls to blow the conch shell and get all of his Bulls back to Minnesota to play for the Timber Bulls? Would it be to blow the horn? Would it be, who else is there? Omar Omar Ashik? (laughs) Yes, that's a good one. Omar Ashik. God, is he still in the league? Yes. He's, he's actually with, on the Bulls, I believe. Is he is he with the Bulls again? I believe he's on the Bulls. Did he get sent? Yeah, he did get sent to the Bulls. In that the Meritage was, deal. Yeah, he's going to be good for zero points and 20 rebounds a game like back in the day. Maybe Omer was confused and thought that Tibbs was still <laughs> with Chicago. Wait, hell. Oh, he's in Minnesota Thibodeau's now? not here? Oh. What the hell, man? <laughs> exactly. Why'd you deal me? Who else? Yeah, Ronnie Brewer. Ronnie Brewer was always a good like off-the-bench yeah. bull back in the Thibodeau era. Ronnie like again, Tony Snell is must be real upset that he's in no, Milwaukee right. and not Minnesota right now. Well, that's the thing, right? What's crazy about all of this, and Doug, you pointed this out 
before we came on air was that apparently these guys, you know, he runs them into the ground notoriously. He makes them practice every single day of the year, but apparently these guys all love him enough to go back with Minnesota. It's either that or Minnesota's just the only team worthy of offering, offering them a contract. Like, it's the only one that's trying to offer them any kind of money to play basketball still, but they do like playing for Tom Thibodeau. And the wall ding is the is the most extreme oh example <laughs> of this, right? I mean, he almost broke his spine. It's too easy. Yeah. It's too easy with Luau Deng going over to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And even Jimmy Butler has a good relationship, and you see some reports coming out, you know, this one on CBS, quote, you know, Thibodeau and Butler have a strong relationship going back to their days together with the Chicago Bulls, but there are other issues for Butler. For one, his relationship with Carl Anthony Towns is reportedly strained, and we had heard about that. Yeah, that's been uh, that's been a rumor for a while. It has been, and even so much to the point where Carl Anthony Towns put out some interesting tweets about wanting to go to Phoenix, playing with his boy Devin Booker and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't look good with Minnesota. Plus, Butler, who was set to be a free agent this summer, he has to consider whether or not this current group is worth re-upping with for four or five years, and he's going to get a lot of money in his next contract. 28 years old is Jimmy Butler, which kind of goes to show you how crazy fast time moves with Jimmy Butler being 28 years old. But here's a guy that is considered certainly, what, top 15 player in the NBA, I Absolutely. would imagine. And a lot of people would probably argue top 10 player in the NBA. The guy's a fantastic basketball player and then it leads you to the point where we're going to connect it to this right the charlotte hornets i mean we mentioned before right like the charlotte hornets they did inquire about getting jimmy butler in the past it was the 2016 2017 season they decided to try to go after jimmy butler when he was going to be shipped off from chicago and that experiment didn't work for them anymore and i I forget exactly what they offered but apparently it wasn't enough to even pique the chicago bulls interest all that much anyway exactly and that's the problem with any kind of charlotte hornet deal now is what really piques your interest outside of possibly a malik monk and a Miles Bridges, and oh, you probably have to throw in the best player in franchise history, according to Walker Mail. Yes, and the one that was widely accepted, right? Like, none yeah. of them were widely accepted. I knew that one would be. I knew number one, Kimba Walker, most people would be okay with. But you're right. I mean, it, it would make sense to trade Kimba Walker, but then you're, in return, getting Jimmy Butler, who is going to sign with another team, so then you know it, it would make sense for Minnesota to maybe go for Kimba Walker and, and move off Jeff Teague, possibly. Maybe you include him in the deal and then try to see how that relationship works with Kimba and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. But also for Charlotte, you know what kind of deal makes sense because you're in the same boat with a better player. Jimmy Butler's a better player than Kimba Walker, yeah. and then he would move on somewhere afterwards. And then what else are you getting in return that would make this trade worthwhile? You know, it's, it's a tough sell for the Charlotte Hornets even to acquire something for themselves long term. Yeah, so best case scenario, if you are the Charlotte Hornets, is you are able to convince him in a Nick Batum style to remain with the organization and sign that that long-term deal. Worst case scenario, he walks away and suddenly you freed up, what, about $18, $19 million off your books. So those are your two yeah. kind of best case, worst case. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not, and and that's and that's fine. And you're not getting any talent, but you are freeing some money off of the books, and you're going to have to go to do you have to do work in free agency once again, hoping one of these guys will sign with you, uh, one of these better guys. So you know it's it's an interesting sell. Like and just real quickly before we take our first break, like Jeremy Lamb has been somebody that has been rumored as possible trade bait just because of the contract, because there's not a whole lot of other tantalizing pieces on this roster and there's also a log jam at the two and three position i mean maybe jeremy lamb would be something so if you're going to keep kimba and try to do something with jimmy butler would that be something you'd be interested in in 
I mean, I, you would have to throw a first in if you're keeping Kemba. Multiple. Right? Yeah, well, and even, let's just say for the sake of argument, you only throw one, and you throw in Jeremy Lamb. I, I don't know what what would make this deal make sense. Jeremy it would be a Lamb, first, it would Bridges. be a Jeremy Lamb. Maybe it would be, you think Bridges too? I think I think you're going to need something. Because it's obvious Jimmy's not going to sign there. So I don't know how much Minis- leverage Minnesota has in that instance as well. But no, you're right. It would take a lot, and... I don't know if I mean how much does Charlotte do with that deal to try to go after it all at this season and then potentially lose both free agents again. And you have to factor in these two things as well. You're going to be competing with other teams like the Los Angeles Lakers and Brooklyn Nets that do have young talent and assets to move as well. And then the second big factor is that you're not trading around the deadline or around the draft, and that usually means that you have to give up a little more to get these star players if you do it right before the season or or you know well before the trade deadline. Yeah, that's tough, man. And if you're the Hornets like giving up your first rounder and Miles Bridges and you know keeping, you know getting Malik Bunk or Miles Bridges one or the yeah. other along with the first and sending them there. I mean, would how much would you even do that if you're the Charlotte Hornets to get that name on most likely a rental? You would have to you. really believe yeah. in your heart of hearts that you could convince Jimmy Butler to stay and we should say this too Jimmy Butler has been on the record as saying he plays the game of basketball professionally to win a championship he's not there to get all-star recognition to get the all-nbas those come with the territory but he wants to win a championship and I'm not sure that Jimmy Butler would come here and believe that he could win a championship we need Mitch Kupchak to throw a party like Sam Presti can he party like Presti and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, but who are you going to get to perform? Because remember, Nas. they got Nas. I, they did get Nas. Man, who is Mitch Kupchak getting to that Nelly. party to perform? Can we get Nelly? No. Can Master get- P. <laughs> I hate you right now. I don't want to see any of them Hashtag party like Presti. Yeah, can, we, <laughs> can we get that going? Hashtag party like Presti. I, I like it. If we do nothing else today, then that's the best thing we've done. I, I'm fine with this show. We'll it's be lucky to get Petey Pablo. <laughs> yeah, nothing beats the oh, thrill. That's a good one that would too. be a great one. Party like Petey and Presti. Oh my God. Oh, too man. many P's partying over here. Nothing beats the thrill of watching your favorite teams and your favorite artists perform live like your boy Petey Pablo, like your boy Nas and everybody else that we've just mentioned. And Vivid Seats is here to help you find your seat to any of those concerts, your Panthers game, your Hornets game, whatever show, Vivid Seats offers great prices and a purchasing experience that is super easy. Even Doug can do it. And all Vivid Seats confirmed (laughs) orders are backed by 100% guarantee. 100%. You can't beat that. Supporting Vivid Seats means you're supporting this show. So here's what we need you to do. Go to the App Store or Google Play. You can download the Vivid Seats app. You can enter promo code LOCKED ON, again, all caps LOCKED ON, to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. That's LOCKED ON, all one word, and you will get $20 off of your order of $200 or more at Vivid Seats. So a great deal there, and we'll try to help you out again and put it as you click on this show. We'll be able to help you out with whatever offer. Again, Vivid Seats is offering $200 or more off Vivid Seats, and you'll get $20 off of your order when you spend that much. So once again, you're listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. I'm Walker mail alongside Nada Edwards and Doug Branson. We'll be back with you after the break. This is Locked on Hornets. Did we like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here no. in Charlotte? Or are we glad that he's kind of gone? I, I, I'm one of those that's kind of glad he's gone. I, one of the, I, one of the only players that has blocked Locked on Hornets on Twitter. Did he block us? <laughs> yeah. He blocked us. I, did, what, some, did, for did we hate on him? Did we, come, did we come at him for something? or? So I may have said, and I didn't at him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. 
It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't have many foes of the show, but Marco Bellinelli, a former Thibodeau guy. He could be a Minnesota Timberwolf possibly in the coming years to try to resurrect that Chicago team from a few years ago. Foe of the show, Marco Bellinelli. Adofo. Adofo. Marco Bellinelli. He would be another Bulls guy. The Locked On Network is expanding with college shows as well. Lots of stuff that Locked On is doing these days. Coming this week, Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and Locked On Seminoles. Try to go there to try to find some positivity with that Florida State program. It's it's shambles right now. I feel bad for two of those three shows. I do too. It is not pretty for either one of them, but maybe they're able to try to get some positivity going with those Locked On podcasts. Plus, we're already with Locked On to the Ducks, Nittany Lions, the Bears, the Crimson Tide, the Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and Cougars. Got a lot of college teams coming your way. Find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. So Bobby Marsh, we've talked about him quite a bit, and basically his opinion, a very low opinion, of the Charlotte Hornets situation that they're in right now. When you put all of it in a pot, cook it, see the final product, it just does not look good to Chef Bobby Marks. And when you see he's got another list out on ESPN+, Plus, the new app that ESPN has now implemented within all of their platform. Formerly known as Insider. Formerly known as Insider. You have the Hornets dead last in teams that he feels good about for the future. So he breaks it down into different categories. Just on players alone, he has them ranked 29th in the NBA. Ouch. Management alone... 28th in the NBA. Out. Money, tied for 20th. Market, tied for 23rd. Out. It's a shot at us. And draft, 9th, which is... Nice. Pretty decent. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Uh, uh, It works. It works perfectly. They're actually ninth in the draft. So when Bobby Marks looks at this Charlotte Hornets team, you know, it's obviously not the greatest sell for anybody to get on board with all this positivity. Uh, is he too harsh on this team? Or do you look at that and see, you know what, Bobby Marks has a pretty good point? I want to say it's harsh. I really do because there's some deep part of me inside that wants to be positive about this team. And then I'm like, yeah, he kind of nailed it. The only like disclaimer I do have, the only point of contention I have with this list is that I think money-wise, I think they're a little bit better than advertised. And I also, I, I don't know. I, I think they're a little bit higher. I think there are teams that, that have been listed higher that are in worse situations. Detroit com- comes to mind immediately. Um. I don't trust the Knicks situation. They're bound to blow it because of management and ownership. And as we talked about earlier, would you rather be a team like Phoenix right now or would you rather be the Hornets? And I'm not sure I'm not – I wouldn't want to be the Hornets right now. I guess the only problem that I really have is the Hornets being 29th in players. I don't know how you can look at this roster and say they have a worse set of players than the Orlando Magic, who he has tied for 24th. Or the Hawks, for that matter. Well, the Hawks are 30th, so that's one you know position uh, lower. But then he has the Kings tied for 27th. I mean, unless he's looking at the players and going sort of money, you know, value for production. Which is why I was surprised money came in at 20th. Because players, I mean, that's not the the 29th best roster out there in the NBA. Those players 
while agreed, I mean, it's it's you not. You said a, mediocre at best. 29th is not mediocre. No, it's not. It's not mediocre. It's not close. You're, you're second to last in a association that sports 30 teams. <laughs> it's it's not mediocre, even close to it. It's it's almost dead last. And then you look at money. Like, I'm surprised he even put money better than that. And I know, Nada, you said they're a little bit better. But just for money for me, I mean, you've got Cody Zeller locked up till 2021. You've got. Marvin Williams locked up, and we all know the payroll situation. Yeah. You, you move around contracts, so eventually you get Biombo. You got Batum's contract here. I was just surprised the money is better. You, you know? could almost swap those in my mind. You I, could say I they're 29th in money and 20th in players. And I would be more inclined to agree with that. And if we found out this was a typo? <laughs> then, Bobby Marks, get your stuff together, man. You're on ESPN Plus now. We've upgraded. So, I mean, look, you, you've you got this team that's obviously not in a great situation. You know, We've discussed that quite a bit. But people are very down on them just for the future. Even what they did this offseason. Kevin Pelton had them dead last, I believe, for their offseason and what they did, acquiring Tony Parker and moving contracts eventually to where they didn't buy out Dwight Howard, but eventually shipped them off for a couple of second-round picks. Mm-hmm. And you get Biombo's contract based off of all that roller coaster ride that we went on with Dwight Howard and moving off of him. Nobody's really high on the Hornets, and yet I look at this team, and it still looks like at least an eight or seven seed contender at the very best in, in my in my eyes, looking at the Eastern Conference. And I it's it's still low though. Like I, I get it for the future, but you know, it, it's it goes to show you that it's not in a very good situation when all these other basketball pundits are looking at them and putting them dead last. It'd be one thing if it was just in a group. But there are multiple people agreeing that they're 30th? Crazy. Yeah, and Marks and Pelton had them at 30th in March as well. And so the the opening little paragraph here that Marks writes is that, you know, Borrego and GM Mitch Kupchak, they, they have not moved the needle in Charlotte. So I think there's just so many question marks around what will Borrego bring in terms of, you know, playing style. Will he be able to really take what is essentially a very similar roster to last year and make them play a lot better. And I think in, in Marks and Pelton's mind, that's no. But I think when I talk to a lot of Hornets fans, it feels like they think yes. They they are optimistic about what Borrego can do uh, to to move this mediocre roster and get them to play a little above uh, what their you know talent on paper should say. What, is that, what does that speak to? Does that speak to their belief in Steve Clifford? And if he can't get it, then then not another head coach can come in? Because I what I don't think it speaks to is their disbelief in James Borrego was a head coach, right? Like, I, I don't think these guys, now I don't know, but I'm just interested in, in how, because of that, what they said, maybe it's Mitch Kupchak, you know, maybe it's the general manager and them not believing in what he's done for most of this, but because it, it's pretty easy to like what James Borrego has came in here and preached this offseason and being a, a product of pop who we've seen products of pop go on to have success in the NBA. I think, honestly, it's one of those things where, we all heard the rumors about how Clifford wanted Donovan Mitchell last year and was overruled. They think that this is another thing of the myth of Jordan meddling again. And I think as long as that myth is out there, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And to be quite frank, they haven't earned that benefit of the doubt either. But I like this team a lot better than some people think. I don't think I don't think Detroit's a better team than, than Charlotte right now. And Detroit's penciled in for 7-8 in this seat. Well, I think what it speaks to is that they've lost a lot of close games over the past two seasons. And I think a lot of fans look at both last year and the year before and think, well, what if one or two bounces had gone their way? What if they had 
you know, won two out of three against the Bulls last season and not and not drop those terrible games. Would this be a completely different story? Would Clifford still have his job? And I think they look at Borrego and they hear all of the great things that he said about Malik Monk, and they really feel like he might be the key to unlocking what has ailed the Hornets for the past two seasons. Well, and I would imagine if you know they lost all those because a lot of people put Steve Clifford as the scapegoat for all of these close losses at the end of these games because okay, well if they're if they're positive in the point margin, which James Borrego addressed at the luncheon, by the way, he said you know taking a team on as a team who was positive in the point and the plus minus. I mean, that was, yeah. he said that was something alone that makes you think, you know what, you're taking a pretty decent job at this point. But also a lot of people put it on Steve Clifford that they were losing these close games, you know, two years in a row, by the way. Like yeah. it wasn't just one, two years in a row that a lot of people put it on Steve Clifford. So if that's the case, I'm just interested in why James Borrego doesn't move the needle for anybody to put it in their words. Because it, it has for me, like, and I love Steve Clifford, but I like Borrego. I'm cool with a new voice coming in, and I think it's the right one based on what we heard. We haven't seen anything, but it seems like it, I guess, from what we've been given so far. If Borrego were D'Antoni, this would be completely different. If Borrego, and what I mean by that is if Borrego came in here with past performance, and a new voice, and a new style, this would be completely different. But I think the reason he doesn't move the needle is because we just don't know what Borrego is going to be as a head coach because we only have that little sample size in Orlando. One thing I I will do here as far as considering the source and Bobby Marks Mm -hmm. is he agreed with me, or I agreed with him, however you want to put it, in the fact that the Charlotte Hornets wanted Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Right. Or that he thought the Hornets would be a good fit for Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I remember when they drafted Shea Gilgis Alexander and they eventually traded him to the Clippers. You know, he tweeted out, I fear that the Hornets just traded their point guard of the future with Kimba Walker entering free agency. And I wonder just to me, like, how much he would like this team even better if they were more prepared at the point guard position, as much as I like Devontae Graham, which is as much as anybody, I wonder just from the source, right? Because this is something he tweeted out. This is something he's talked about. I mean, he mentioned that the Hornets need a backup point guard, and they traded their first-round point guard that they selected to the Clippers. I just wonder how that would have changed his mind in all this. I do agree that that probably has something to do with it. I also think that we're discounting – I think they're discounting Tony Parker. He gives you 14, 16 good minutes – knowing that the bench has been the issue the last two years. And this changes a whole lot. You're talking about the bench that doesn't basically bleed points. I think that's good for four, five, six, seven wins. This team doesn't really think outside the box in a way like uh, the Sacramento Kings do. They don't get crazy on draft night, (laughs) but they also cherry pick, right? They are, they're not the, the Oakland Raiders of the NBA. They don't get nuts, but at the same time, this has been a team that over the years has not really followed conventional wisdom when it comes to free agency and draft. They've always been a a front office that has sort of made their own road or made their own way. And so that's not going to score points with the pundits. And unfortunately, it also hasn't scored points in the win-loss column. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and we'll see. We'll see if there's anybody. You know, I, I'm interested to see how they start this season. Maybe people start to come around, but no, no uh, doubt about it. 
that there's a lot of pundits out there that just do not like what the Charlotte Hornets have done this offseason and their situation going forward. Fantasy football is underway. We have two fantasy football shows to help you match your scores. Locked on Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. Locked on Fantasy Football is now locked on Fantasy Football experts with amazing guests every day. Mondays, Tom Kucinich. Tuesdays, Eric Edholm. Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lechner. Fantasy Football, how are you doing this year, Doug? You off to a 2-0 star? I'm in a tight one right now. I need two and a half points from Chris Carson. Two and a half? I need two and a half to win. Chris Carson, the guy getting the play over Rashad Penny. That's right. I got lucky. Drafted him way down the road. Did you win your first game? I did. So I'm 1-0. I've had to score like a jillion points this year, though. After (laughs) after finishing last. That's true. Well, it was all injuries. It wasn't my it wasn't my roster. It was just my roster died. They wouldn't play. The classic, the classic excuse. I get it. Nada, what was yours? Mine is mine is I'm doing all right. I am I have let me see. I got the kid from AT playing tonight. I can't remember his name for Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen and I have the Bears defense going and I need two points to win. Here's the here's the missing link on my fantasy team. So when I won the championship two years ago, I had Blake Bortles as my starting quarterback. I let him go thinking Matt Ryan last year was going to take me back to the ship. That didn't happen. So I got Blake Bortles back. He's sitting on my bench, but I got him back this year. Bortles Combat. He's going to take me to <laughs> Bortles <the show>. Combat. <laughs> we need to listen to these guys and make sure they can help us out. And you guys. Yeah, we don't do. know anything. Yeah, we don't listen know Listen to anything. the experts. You know, I like Bortles Contact, though. I mean, or Bortles Combat, if you're going to. <laughs> Bortles Combat. I Bortles yes. Combat. I can't even get your name right. I like Bortles Combat. I like that at least. Yeah, the name at least is good for Doug. And maybe if you want to get that team up to the namesake. Then you need to listen to these guys again. Mondays, Tom Kucinich. Tuesdays, Eric Edholm. Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lechner. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast with Walker Mail, Nada Edwards, and Doug Branson. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Unless Mitch has Buzz on his lap and Buzz is sort of... Santa the vent- style? The, I like it. Oh Yeah, or ventriloquist. You know, well, let's how how, how much ventrilo- ventriloquist are yeah. we going? I don't think anything, or I don't I don't want to go that much. Whoa, yeah, I don't want to go with ventriloquist. Let's go. I like the Santa style a little bit more. Either one is creepy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Shout out to Dwayne Bacon, 10 points, playing for FIBA, the qualifying roster for the U.S. for the U.S. FIBA championships. Dwayne Bacon doing a good job there. And again, getting some pretty good run with that team. And I remember Cody Zeller playing with that. I believe it was the select team a couple of years ago, getting some good experience playing under Greg Popovich and Dwayne Bacon playing with this team. So a pretty good thing going on for Dwayne Bacon. Again, he'll take on uh, Panama tonight. That starts at 9 p.m. So Dwayne Bacon and USA Basketball once again going against Panama. They destroyed Uruguay again behind You're gone. <laughs> Dwayne Bacon behind Dwayne Bacon's 10 points leading the way. And also, Nada, you got something coming up. You're going to be talking with Bismack Biombo here soon. A great guy to talk to, by all means, by all and me, a very yeah. interesting player in his journey here to the NBA. And you're going to be putting that on our Patreon page. That is, our, that is correct. We have a – I got to speak to Bismack last week, and he's had an interesting summer. He's been overseas in his uh, native home of the Democratic – Republic of Congo, and he's been 
we all well to start this off, we all know about LeBron and how he built a school and it got a lot of fanfare. By the time 2019 closes, Bismack Biombo is planning to have six. Schools. Take that, LeBron. <laughs> six, three, three basketball academies. Not three, one. Not two. <laughs> not three. that's all we know how to count to yeah yeah pretty much i don't know how to count once once we get past seven we're done no but it's gonna be yeah so we're gonna put it on the patreon we are gonna put the audio on the patreon page it should come up probably no later than a day after the article releases which will be this week at the latest it come it should hit your patreon feeds right around the 24th which ironically is hornets media day so that's gonna be kind of fun I like how Doug just started counting to three. If nothing else sums our show up better than that, I believe it's just counting to three and throwing us all off, how we don't know how to count beyond three. And none of, none of us know how to react to that. The USA Men's World Cup qualifying team, that's a little tough to say. Again, the USA Men's World Cup qualifying team roster, it does have Dwayne Bacon on it, along with these other guys that are in the NBA, You know, either trying to make a roster or just really deep on some of these other franchises bench. And so and Jeff Van Gundy is coaching this team and yeah. he and so these guys do get to work with some really bright minds. John Thompson the 3rd is an assistant coach who had a lot of time with Georgetown after his father of course, the legendary John Thompson coached there, uh coached the Hoyas for a long time. So, you know, Dwayne Bacon is going to be getting a lot of good run with a, a smart basketball brand, a smart basketball guy in Jeff Van Gundy for USA. So here's the question I have. Which one of them was asking Jeff what was it like to ride on Alonzo Mourning's leg? <laughs> it's the number one thing you think of, right? Yeah, It has to be. And Jeff Van Gundy, by the way, and Levitard brought this, but the resemblance of Jeff Van Gundy to the angry ghost on the subway in the movie Ghost is unreal. <laughs> That resemblance is the most twin-like thing I've ever seen as far as connecting two separate celebrities. A very angry, taller, mm-hmm. Jeff Van Gundy, angry ghost boy on the subway. It's unbelievable how much they look alike. Get off my train! <laughs> Get off my train. And it's it's unbelievable. I believe it was Roy, Roy Bellamy, a I think the sound engineer for the Dan Levitard show, who brought that to everybody. It went viral once he put that on Twitter. It's insane. How much those guys look alike. Is it a bad thing that I've never seen Ghost? Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. That's a very bad thing. How's that bad? Because I get clowned for all the movies that I haven't seen and all the shows, and I'm certainly not as caught up on a lot of these things as you guys are. Yes. I would imagine that you would be caught up on Ghost. Because no. it's such an but, easy watch. It's always on cable. This isn't like The Godfather. This isn't a three-hour right. experience. And yeah. plus, it has one of the most famous scenes in cinematic history. Oh, I mean, God. every there is one scene that everyone knows in that movie. It doesn't matter. It, it, everyone knows the pottery scene. Yeah, everybody you know knows the pottery it. scene, right? I know the pottery right. scene. And I you know haven't even of seen it. the movie, and you know the scene. So if you if you got to watch the movie, I watched the hot uh, again. The, that crazy spoof movie, Hot Shots, had the perfect spoof of it. I think it's the sequel. Ghost, a good movie or bad movie? Great movie. Good movie? I would Fantastic imagine. For me, movie. too. I just didn't know. Yeah. I just refuse to watch it. No, it's Well, you don't have to refuse. I don't know what kind of stance you have against Patrick Swayze and company, but, I mean, there's a— He's only a, got one good movie. <laughs> what is it? What's his good Roadhouse. movie? Roadhouse. Roadhouse is a good movie. Always be nice. Always be nice. That's my number one rule. All right, thanks for listening to us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Locked On Hornets. We'll talk to you again this week. Walker Mail, not Edwards. Doug Branson, we'll talk to you again soon. Whoopi Goldberg's best movie. 
you guys. <laughs>